Okay, you guys, here we go. She Runs Ultras episode number 23. And how many of you guys have seasonal allergies? <laughs> I'm really going to try not to sniffle and cough and snuff my way through this episode. But I went out this morning for some miles on the trail, some hill work with my dog, and I took a um, allergy medication beforehand. I don't think I got to it early enough. So anyway, that's my long disclaimer <laughs> about my seasonal allergies. So today I want to talk about training. So a couple weeks ago, I mentioned that I was going to have some scheduling come up that would hinder my ability to keep a consistent sort of running schedule. So I want to share what happened when I took a whole week off from running. <gasps> Blasphemous, I know. <laughs> a whole week off from running. But first, I actually want to give you just a little bit of a training update because I don't think I've been doing such a very good job with that. We've been talking about some pretty awesome topics, but haven't really updated you in a while on how my training is going. So I'm on week 14 of my training plan. I guess it's technically week 19 if you count the four weeks in January where I focused solely on walking. Either way, I'm well into my training and overall, I would have to say that things are going pretty well. I've been having some mixed feelings about my training in the last three or four weeks, just things not going as well as I'd like. So I'm kind of in the process of switching up a couple components, a couple elements of my training and experimenting with those things. I'm not quite ready to share the result of this yet, mostly because I don't think I've spent enough time experimenting with them to really have some actual results that I can share with you. So hopefully next week or the week after, I will walk you through some of what those things are. Maybe they will be helpful for you. But a lot of this stuff is like from a personal perspective, you have to really spend some time training, listening to your body, learning and experimenting. So some of what I will share like might be helpful for you and some of it might not be. So just kind of know that ahead of time. I think the majority of my issues have been sort of centered around comparison Um comparison of where I was at this point two years ago versus where I am now. And back then I had a really good sort of base level of fitness that I had maintained over the course of a couple of years. So it was, I was feeling pretty good back when I did all of my races in 2019. And I have mentioned this before, but I took most of 2020 off. And so I lost it. <laughs> like I lost that base of fitness. And so I'm essentially starting over from zero and it's taking me longer than I would like to build it back up. So there is a source of frustration for me right there on some days, like I should be going faster. <laughs> I should be more comfortable at this pace. I should be capable of going longer at this point. So sometimes I get antsy about this goal of running a hundred miles in under 24 hours because I know how much work it was the last time around to do to do it basically in 28 hours. And if I'm being 100% honest, I'm not feeling like I'm in a position to do that now. Like I'm not feeling as if I'm going to be capable of doing that. But I also really have to put it in perspective. 
So like I'm not, I'm, my race isn't tomorrow. So I don't have to feel like I can do it right now. I have a ton of time before that race. So as long as I keep going, if I don't give up, I'll be fine. If I sit around and think about this for too long, then I'll get that, oh, what's it called? Paralysis by analysis. And I won't take any action because there'll just be so many options and I'll be so overwhelmed that I won't know where to go. So I've found that it's best to just focus on the plan. This is why I keep harping on you guys and on myself behind the scenes. You don't see it or hear it, but I'm always harping on myself to go back to the plan, go back to the plan, work the plan, adjust the plan. How's it going? What's the plan? Okay. So even though I might, you might not be seeing that from me outwardly, like that's a lot of what's going on behind the scenes. Keep showing up, keep doing the work. And over time, that will have me trending in the right direction. So that's like the constant thought loop that's going through my head every single day. If you ever wanted to know, (laughs) that's what it is. Keep showing up, keep doing the work. And over time, that will have you trending in the right direction. You'll be on the right path. I've got a long run, which is about 24 miles. And it was actually supposed to be next weekend, but that's actually our anniversary. (laughs) So we're going to go camping. So I had to bump it up a week and I will let you know how that goes because I'm going to be making a big jump in mileage by doing this two weeks early. My last long run was um, like 16 or 17 miles. So, so I'm making, uh, I'm jumping eight miles for this one, jumping up, like, you know, creating a big span here. And I'm doing this because I want to get a long run like this in before my 50 K in June. And I want to do it with enough time to recover afterwards. So I, I definitely have a lot of time. I could have done this the, you know, the following week after our anniversary, but me being me, I'm going to bump it up a week. (laughs) And I'm actually doing this on the heels of missing an entire week of training. So I'll get to that in a second. But I just want to say, I don't advise this route (laughs) to anyone at all. This isn't even something that I would give my most conditioned athletes right now, because it's just too big of a jump. And Like you're free to make this decision on your own to do this, but I wouldn't advise it as a coach, (laughs) but I've spent a lot of time listening to and learning from my body and I know that I can handle it. Um, I may not run the whole thing. I mean, what's the worst that can happen? I, I walk the whole way. I'm totally fine with that. It's still time on my feet. And in my book, that's still quality training. But I just want to reiterate, I don't recommend this. (laughs) So, but I think that's partly why you're listening to this podcast, right? You get to learn from my crazy experiments. So that's what I'm going to be doing this weekend. I'll post an update about it in my stories over on Instagram. So make sure you're following me over there if you want to kind of see all the good times, (laughs) all the good times of making an eight mile jump in my long run. So that's kind of the the quick and dirty on my training update. And today I want to talk about training and what happens to ultra training when life takes over. I will admit that I have a I have it pretty easy when it comes to ultra training for three main reasons, I think. I work from home. I don't have kids, and I like to train by myself. <laughs> so 
there aren't a whole lot of things that get in the way of my training with um, the exception of random things here and there. And then when my husband goes to kind of full-time racing, when he gets on his uh, bike racing circuit, when he's very consistent with it and racing a lot, all of those races are on Saturday and Sunday, which is when I would usually do my long runs, but I've come up with kind of a, a workaround for that. So that's not really so much of an issue now as it has been in the past. But every once in a while, something bigger pops up on my schedule that challenges my ability to get quality training. And a couple weeks ago, I had one of those very things. So some of you who know me in real life know that I have a sister with special needs. And ordinarily, my mom takes care of her on a day-to-day basis. But she was going to be out of town on a little mini vacation. So I jumped in. Now, my sister's condition is such that she can't be left alone. She needs supervision at all times for health and safety purposes. So that meant that I wasn't going to be able to get any running in during that week that I was with her. I feel like lots of people would hear this and kind of freak out over the level of disruption that that would have to, you know, my training or if they were thinking about it for themselves, for their training. But honestly, I was actually looking forward to it. Plus, I like getting creative with my training every once in a while. I love a good challenge. And so that's kind of how I viewed this. I have a bike and an indoor trainer. So that gave me a way to keep up my aerobic training. And I also did all the stuff I normally do. My shakedowns, my strength workouts, my mobility training at home, at the house, indoors. So honestly, other than running, I didn't really miss out on anything. When we think about run training and ultra training, we have this idea that it's supposed to be all day, every day. And that's simply not the case. A lot of athletes are challenged by work, family, school, events, travel, you know, maybe pre-pandemic. But in order to train for their events, they have to get creative with scheduling and training to accommodate and account for all of these different things. I've mentioned this before But I firmly believe that there's no one right way to train for an ultra. You can get creative to come up with a plan that works for your unique set of circumstances, just like I did for this particular week. We, or at least I, always try to plan as much in advance for these things, but at the same time, life happens (laughs) and stuff is going to pop up out of legitimately nowhere or seemingly nowhere. We, we think we have a good handle on it and then boom, something gets dropped in our lap. Maybe somebody puts something on our calendar, whether it's work or personal. And quite frankly, you didn't sign up for it, but now you're responsible for it. So what are you going to do? So I want you to know a few things so that when this happens to you, you know how to proceed. And the first and foremost, like the thing that I want you to really walk away from this episode, understanding and knowing is that missing a week of running isn't going to screw up your training. Okay. Missing a week of running isn't going to screw up your training. Now, if we're talking about stringing multiple weeks together like this, well, that's a little bit of a different story, but just one week or one day or two days or three days, or even four or five days, it's not a big deal. And just one week 
where you can get creative and do other things in place of the running, that's okay too. You don't have anything to worry about. You can have a week where, just like I did, you do other things and it doesn't impede your ability to continue to train for that ultra. The reality is it takes about two or three weeks of zero, zero activity at all to really lose that aerobic fitness. So like I said, if it's two days or three days or five days or a full week, not a big deal. Just get right back on it when you can. If you do absolutely nothing, no walking, no biking, no hiking, no swimming, no riding, no nothing, that's a different story. You are going to lose that fitness. So honestly, having um, some time down or some time off is probably a nice break for your body. You guys know I'm all about movement variety. So sometimes it's just the thing that your body needs to help progress and move forward. And that's actually what I found during my week. When I resumed my quote unquote normal training the following week, I felt more refreshed. Things seemed to be working better than before. So I don't want you to be afraid of switching things up every once in a while, maybe taking a day or two off if you really need it, especially if you're in a rough spot or your body just isn't adapting as you'd like. All right. So Just let that sit for a little bit. And actually, a similar topic came up in Run Farther Faster Stronger this week. As you guys probably know, we just started a new round of the program. And each week, I give them a new schedule with all sorts of things to do, like walk, run training, strength, mobility, the whole whole thing, the whole nine yards. And one of the participants mentioned in our Slack channel that she was feeling really overwhelmed with all of the stuff that was on the schedule. And honestly, I told them this was going to (laughs) happen. During our very first live call, I very plainly said, I'm going to throw a lot at you over the course of the next eight weeks, but I don't want you to freak out or, you know, like go crazy because your only objective is to try to do one thing every day. And when her post about being overwhelmed went up in the Slack channel, I actually held off on answering it because I had a theory about what was going to happen. And I was right. (laughs) I was right about my theory. A whole bunch of other members chimed in and actually rallied around her. It was pretty cool to see. Some of them gave helpful tips. Others sent her words of encouragement. And basically everybody gave some perspective on how they handle this very same thing. And the biggest takeaway from that discussion basically reinforces what I have just been talking about, which is why I wanted to share the story with you. Take small actions daily. Even if you're feeling overwhelmed, take one baby step forward. It could be just as simple as like putting on your shoes and doing a lap around the block. I mean, doing 10 sit-ups, doing one push-up. Like literally, there are some clients that I used to work with back in the day when I was doing personal training that just had hang-ups about doing strength training or their schedules were just crazy. And one of the ways that I helped them kind of, I I use this phrase with them, like flexing the muscle of being consistent with your strength workout 
one of the ways they did that was what's the smallest viable action that you can take today that will set you up for success tomorrow. Maybe that action today is just to lay out your clothes for tomorrow, like put them right next to your bed, like on your nightstand or in the bathroom where you're going to see them first thing in the morning. And that's a that's a good thing. Like that's a the smallest viable step that's going to keep you going forwards. And then, you know, maybe tomorrow you put the clothes on, maybe you don't, but at least you've started the habit of getting up seeing those clothes and knowing what you're supposed to be doing. And over time, it'll actually morph into a consistent habit. And that's what will yield big results in the long run. This is basically how I train for all my races. One tiny step every single day. And the the sum of those, the aggregate of all of those individual efforts add up to ultras, right? So that's that's the same strategy that I employed during this off week. I brought my tri bike, I put it on the indoor trainer, and I rode at least once a day for 30 minutes. There was probably maybe like one one or two days that I didn't ride at all. Um, and that's okay, right? I did other things. I also had my yoga mat and some dumbbells. So I did my strength workouts and all of my other mobility stuff. Was it the same volume and intensity as my usual? No, but it didn't have to be. I it was a it was life happening and me adjusting accordingly. I'm still making progress towards my goal just via a different route. So that's what I wanted to share with you guys today. I hope it was helpful. Just if you're feeling like your training took a hit this past week, or you've been having a tough time stringing together some quality training sessions, just keep all of this in mind. It's it's not a big deal if you miss a few days or a whole week. You don't really start to lose any sort of fitness until you do nothing, absolutely nothing, for two to three weeks in succession. And if you're taking some of these small daily actions, you're setting yourself up for success down the line. So just don't give up. Keep trying small daily actions. You can do this. <laughs> Work the plan and just keep going because what other what choice do you have, right? If you don't keep moving forwards, then you're going to be stagnant or you're going to be moving backwards. And the way that I like to look at it is I'm either moving towards my goal, I'm either getting closer to it or I'm getting further away from it. So on a daily basis, everything that I'm trying to do is going to get me closer to it, whether that's one one more push up, one extra, you know, lap around the block, one better meal, right? Like saying no to one you know, piece of chocolate, which, sorry, I I can't lie. I'm not saying no to chocolate, but (laughs) I will make other concessions in place so that I can have the chocolate. (laughs) I could do a whole episode on my chocolate obsession, but making those choices strategically every single day, right? I wish I could say that it gets a lot easier. I can't say that it does. I just think that you get better at flexing that muscle, You get more skilled at making the choices, showing up and doing the things. All right. So again, keep trying. Don't give up. You've got this. (laughs) Enjoy this beat and I'll see you all soon.